0: Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome or welcome back to the Thoughts That Manifest podcast. I'm Elle, and I am a mindset and manifestation coach who aims to inspire you to awaken your mind to the limitless potential that is within you. I hope you all are doing well, I am really excited to share my thoughts with you today. Um, I do want to just say as a disclaimer, it is finally really warm here where I live, and so I do have my window open. Not like it's doing much for me, but (laughs) if you hear background noise like cars driving by or something like that, I do apologize in advance, okay, but I really do need this window open. So anyway, We have a very powerful full moon lunar eclipse happening on the 15th of May or the 16th of May, depending on where you live, and this moon is in Scorpio. Okay, so this is some intense, transformative, and emotional energy. You may find yourself feeling more tired, more emotional than usual this weekend, okay, but something I love to do with the full moon is to release Full moons are so good for releasing, and collectively, I think a lot of us are finally letting go of what's been holding us back. We are finally releasing those limiting beliefs and those fear-based mindsets. Scorpio moon energy is really great energy for working through your fears, okay? So now, the full moon eclipse will affect us all differently, it really depends where the transit moon falls in your own personal natal chart and I do offer transit readings. If you are interested in that, I'll leave a link in the show notes or you can go to lduclose.blog astrology readings. Okay, but for example, the moon will be transit my third house, and it'll be conjunct my north node. So for me, there's a focus on communication, day-to-day travel, my daily routines, day-to-day travel routines or day-to-day routines in general, um, things going on with my siblings and my relatives, which actually funny enough, my brother is moving to Florida at the end of the month, and so is my cousin. There's also a focus around writing for me, and with Mercury retrograde also happening, I could be going back to old writing projects that I pushed off to the side, and let me tell you, I have plenty of those, and with it conjunct my north node, I'm releasing limiting beliefs that I picked up during childhood. This is also a huge pivotal point for me to listen to my intuition and to continue walking towards my destiny and my soul's mission. There's also an urge to settle down and start a family, which I've actually been working on trying to do for over a year now. So hopefully I'll finally be getting more insight on that, which my husband and I finally were able to get an appointment for further testing in June, since it has been over a year now, but it's also just been so hard for us to get an appointment, so... These are all just things that I'm personally working on for this full moon eclipse and knowing where this full moon eclipse is happening in your own chart and what aspects it may be making to your personal planets can give a lot of insight on what you may need to release or work through or even expect during this time. Same with transit Mercury since Mercury is also retrograde now until June. You may be noticing a lot of electronics acting up during this time, some internet issues, car trouble, travel delays can sometimes happen, as well as people from the past reaching back out, or even just miscommunication. Again, it's going to depend on your own personal chart. But what I really wanted to focus on in this episode, just talking about things that you need to start releasing Especially if you want to improve your current situation and step towards your manifestations and ideal reality. So if you're ready, let's jump into it. All right, the first thing that is going to be crucial to release is the need to be in control. And this is a hard thing to let go of. For many of us, being in control is our security blanket. When we feel like we aren't in control, we tend to feel insecure or a sense of panic and overwhelm. This is something that I've actually been struggling with most of my life, and I find this happens to many who have experienced some sort of instability growing up, or for those who are the oldest child, they tend to experience control issues as well. Because the oldest child oftentimes had responsibility pushed onto them from a young age, so you have this need to be responsible and to be in control. You probably always had to help out with your younger siblings or had this added pressure to be responsible and set a good example, which can lead to control issues and refusing to ask for help when you need it. For me, when I was growing up, much of my life was filled with unstable energy. There was a lot of uncertainty and many things were happening around me that were out of my control. Dealing with loss at a young age was really hard for me because at a young age, I didn't quite understand why the people who mattered to me always had to leave unexpectedly. I felt like I had no control over who stayed in my life. So there was this security blanket I created when it came to needing to be in control. I needed to be in control in order for me to feel safe. Because being in control meant that I had some expectation of what was going to happen, which put my emotions at ease. I also had to be in control of my emotions. When I was a kid, I was always preparing myself for getting yelled at or upsetting my dad. I had to constantly walk on eggshells around him and it created this version of myself that doesn't know how to let loose and have fun. Even my friends picked up on this. I'm the one who tells people, you know, turn the music down, it's much too loud, you know, the neighbors might hear it. When things are really loud, I tend to get triggered. Because whenever I was being too loud as a kid or playing and having fun as a kid, I was always getting yelled at for it. So this was that automatic response I had to a lot of noise. I also needed to control my emotions. I have to have people please. I need to make sure I'm not being too loud. I need to control the outcome in order for my inner child to feel safe. A lot of us will subconsciously try to control aspects of our lives and the people in our lives in order to feel safe. But what's really happening is that we are blocking the flow and we are pushing away our manifestations by having these control issues. Another example, if you grew up in a situation where your parents weren't financially well off, perhaps you saw your parents constantly stressed over money or continuously telling you that they don't have the money for things that you want or even need. So this creates this fear of being without money. This creates a lot of lack mindsets and in return, you may become extremely rigid when it comes to money. You end up in lack mindsets and needing to be in control of your money and you may even have control issues when it comes to your partner's money too. You may try to micromanage the way that your partner lives, you know, their life or the way other people are living their life. You may push your own beliefs onto them or your own habits onto them, wanting them to live up to your set of expectations. But the truth is, it's not their responsibility to do so. And that's where this need for acceptance comes into play accepting that you can't change people. You can't force people to live their life the way that you want them to. You can't make things happen when your ego wants them to happen because divine timing is always at play and things are going to happen when they are meant to happen. And that's something that we just need to accept, really allowing yourself to let go of that control and accepting others for who they are and then deciding if that's okay. And if it's not, then the only thing you can do is change yourself. You don't have to keep these people in your life. You don't have to put up with toxic behavior. You can make those changes to start putting yourself first and doing things that fill you up. Oftentimes, we tend to look towards other people to, you know, make us happy and to fulfill us. But this can actually create more dissatisfaction. This is because we are then putting our emotional well-being in the hands of someone else rather than choosing to be in control of our own emotional state because it's not up to other people to make us happy. It's not. And I know that's a hard pill for some of us to swallow. And this kind of leads me to this next point. Releasing the attachment to the outcome. Again, another hard thing to let go of. I can say I am definitely guilty of attaching myself to an outcome. I've done this for many things in my life before I realized this perspective shift. Even when I was at the beginning of my trying to conceive journey, at the end of each month I would test and I would be so attached to seeing a positive pregnancy test and every time it was negative, I would have this mental breakdown and I would be just so distraught, so upset. And now I'm not saying that I can't be upset about this. We have every right to feel the way we do when things don't go according to our expectations, but when we attach ourselves to this expected outcome, it can be extremely disappointing and it throws off our frequency and it creates doubt, fears, and it also pushes our manifestation away. The goal here is to not allow our emotional state to be affected so heavily by the outcome and learning that oftentimes having expectations actually restricts us and acts as a repellent to our manifestation. Another example of this would be, you know, let's say you plan a trip for your friends. You have this itinerary that you are so excited about, and you set this expectation that it's all going to go according to this plan, and everyone is going to have so much fun, nothing will go wrong, and you vision the way this trip is going to play out in your mind and you attach yourself to this vision and while you're doing this you're actually subconsciously creating this mindset that says if it doesn't go according to this vision I have in my mind then I'm going to be so upset and I'm going to feel like my plans weren't good enough so now you're on this trip and it's impossible to get everyone to wake up at the same time for breakfast and then one day half of your friends want to do what you had planned while the other half wants to do something else that they have in mind and this really throws you off because you feel like these friends are disrespecting you by changing the plans up but what's really happening is you attached yourself to the outcome that your trip was going to go according to plan so as soon as something goes differently than you expected this upsets you and suddenly your emotional state is now in the hands of this outcome and the way your friends behave It's as if you gave your power to someone else. And this goes back to that whole needing to be in control thing. When things go according to plan, you feel in control and safe. But as soon as things go different than you expected, this starts to trigger any unhealed wounds and it makes your ego uncomfortable. Learning how to be more flexible and adaptable can actually be great for our emotional state as well as for manifesting because sometimes we can be so rigid when it comes to our manifestation. Like if you want to manifest a new car and you have a very specific car in mind from how much it will be to the color, the model of the car, even the year, and all of a sudden the universe is like, well, I have something better for you. I have this car for you. It may not be the same color or the same model, but it's more affordable and it will last longer. This car is great for you, but if you are too rigid with what you want, then often we miss out on noticing those opportunities for something even better than what we asked for in the first place. It's really all about learning how to go with the flow and allowing ourselves to be adaptable and flexible. I often find too that when it comes to manifesting, a lot of us start out with getting hung up on manifesting what our ego desires rather than what our soul desires. And I even struggled with this a lot in the beginning myself. I was always focusing on manifesting money or manifesting a new car or manifesting a house, all of these material things. But the deeper I went in my soul journey... I realized that what I was manifesting was very ego-driven. And what truly matters to me is manifesting on a heart and soul level. So I started to ask myself, what was it about those material items that I really desired? And it wasn't the house I wanted. It was the stability and the security that a house would represent. And it wasn't the money I wanted. Again, it was the security, the stability, and the freedom that money represents. And so when you manifest, you want to manifest on that emotional level. And that's why I'm always talking about stepping into the energy of feeling and being the person who already has what it is you are trying to manifest. Showing up every day feeling grateful for the freedom, stability, and security you have. And sometimes that's hard to do, especially when you feel like you're lacking these things in your life. But gratitude has always been key to my manifesting process, and it helps us move away from lack mindsets and into abundant mindsets. Now the last point I want to make is releasing the need to always be productive. This is something that I feel like society has constantly shoved down our throats, telling us in order to survive, you need to work hard to the point of exhaustion. We work to the point where we are ignoring the physical cues from our body telling us we need to slow down. Most parents are working five to six days a week and kids spend more time at school than they do with their own parents. There's this hustle culture that has been created in society and it's really difficult for people to ground their energy and be present without feeling guilty for it. I know a lot of people in my life who feel the need to be productive constantly. And when they're not, they're either shaming themselves for it or they distract themselves by doing something that gives this false narrative of being productive anyway. Sometimes it's hard to really just be present in the moment and actually relax. But I find it so beneficial to make sure that you are taking time out to just be present, quiet the mind, and just relax. Whether it's through a self-care routine or spending time meditating or just giving yourself time to lay down, sit, maybe spend time on your porch or in nature, relax in a bubble bath or read a book. Taking the time to slow down and to not guilt yourself for it is so important. And this goes along with releasing those limiting beliefs, like the belief that you need to be productive constantly or that you need to burn yourself out in order to make money or survive. Often it's our limiting beliefs that stand in our way. Because if we believe that to be true, then that's what we become fixated on. That's the only way we notice to be effective because that's our belief. So the opportunity to see anything other than that belief is really hard to do, which is why our belief often becomes our reality. Shifting your perspective and releasing all of these blocks will do wonders for your soul and well-being. So for this upcoming full moon, I challenge you to do a little full moon ritual. Allow yourself to really relax and be present in your body. Try a 10 to 15 minute meditation, light some candles, take out your journal, and ask yourself these questions. How have I been holding myself back and what limiting ways of thinking do I need to release? Are there people, things, habits in my life that don't make me feel good that I'm ready to release? What wounds from childhood still need healing? what are my fears that are holding me back from stepping into my ideal reality? I also like to write down my fears on pieces of paper and burn them to release them. You could also just write them down and rip them up in order to release. I also recommend doing a full moon bath ritual. Just lay there, visualize yourself releasing your fears, and visualize the water as this cleansing energy that is washing your fears away. Since the full moon is in Scorpio, water is going to be very significant and powerful to use for any of your rituals. So, I hope you did find this episode helpful, and if you did, please share it with someone who may need to hear this message. I always love connecting with you guys on social media. I am at LDuclos on all platforms, E-L-L-D-U-C-L-O-S. I am sending you all of my love. Until next time.